eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nice job with that one, Crowley. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 44. Cubs sink the Jolly Roger. Crowley, you're down in Myrtle Beach with the uh, Myrtle Beach Pelicans. And let's talk a little bit about some uh, news and notes from around the league. And then let's uh, preview the next big series at home as the Orioles come to town. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Wilson Contreras, we, we, we've been we've been talking, we'll talk about the standings in a second, but needless to say, his worst season as a pro. And this was a quote from Wilson. I wanted your take on this, Dustin. He said, this is my first time since I've been the big leagues that I have struggled this bad. I think I've lost my confidence and I lost my trust and lost the trust that I came into the season with. It just went away. Well, talk about somebody that needs a little bit of a checkup from the neck up, as a famous uh, talk show host used to say. Um, I feel bad. I, I don't want to see Wilson struggle. Maybe he needs a timeout. Maybe he needs a mental health day. I think I also saw a picture floating around today on social media where he uh, took out his frustrations on a uh, cooler in the uh, dugout of the uh, last place, St. Louis Cardinals. But since he decided to go on that side of the rivalry, I'm not going to have a whole lot of pity as long as he's not suffering mentally. Yeah. And, 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 and I, we brought this up and I, I've said it over and over again, careful what you wish for. I, and, and I will say that the Cardinals fans have been pretty patient with Wilson much more, I think than they were with Dexter Fowler, but I, I, I just, it just was a bad situation to walk into again. I don't want to feel bad because he's going to, he can wipe his tears with, you know, hundred dollar bills, but uh, you know, that that's, I think that players have to realize that what you're walking into, I mean, I know money's a big factor and gener- generational wealth and all that stuff, but is, is the, is the situation right for you? And I never thought it was for Wilson. I'm curious your thoughts, Crowley. Um, yesterday before the game, Jed Hoyer met with the media was uh, seemed a little put off, if you will, that Marcus Stroman went to social media with what's going on with the contract. Um, any surprise by the comments from Jed Hoyer? And then do you think it will have any impact in Marcus Stroman's start tonight? I don't think so at all. Um, Jed's response, he said, um, you know, they asked him the beat reporters, which is what they got to do, right? You know, it's out there. They got to ask him. 
I don't think he was annoyed at Marcus. I think he's like, look, you know, I'm not going to answer anything. Right. So he said, I mean, honestly, I've talked about it a million times. We just don't talk about those things. Obviously, he made that public. And listen, I love the fact that he wants to be here. And we've had conversations about it. I'm not going to disclose what we've talked about, but there's dialogue and we'll keep that in house. Now, the reason that Marcus signed with the Cubs, he was looking to get what he thought was fair market, which was five year, hundred million dollars. And he didn't get that. And so that's kind of why he took the deal with the Cubs with the opt out. He bet on himself. And so is the question you have to ask yourself is, I mean, Marcus is not a guy that's throwing it in 97, 98 miles per hour. He's a guy that relies on his location and, 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 and making sure the ball gets hit on the ground. And, you know, maybe he's a guy that can do that for five more years, despite his age. Yep, we'll have to wait and see. On that same day, Tuesday, there was a lot of roster moves and additions and subtractions to the injury report. On Tuesday, the Cubs made a flurry of moves. Cody Bellinger made his first start for the I-Cubs going over three and playing first base. So just keep in mind that, again, like last year, and this is a problem we thought we solved in the offseason, first base has been a black hole for the Cubs with a, uh, with their first baseman going a combined 239 with a 699 OPS, which is 21st in the majors. There's only nine teams with the worst first base situation in the Cubs. Talkman, like we talked about in the first segment, has looked really good. Questions abound now is, you know, with Cody, and Cody is back in Chicago right now. Whether he plays or not tonight, we don't know. But um, with Cody, you know, there, there is a possibility he has played first. And if his knee isn't even 100%, let's say it's 85%, he could easily play first and have Talkman stay in center. And that would mean Matt Mervis would probably move back to Iowa. Well, now, hold on a minute. Now, David Haw said the same thing. I respect your baseball opinions. I respect his baseball opinions. But let me just play a bit of devil's advocate. Why can't you have all of that and have Matt Mervis DHing? Somebody, you have to make room for somebody, right? So somebody's going to have to go down, and the question is going to be who. Um, there is a question. Well, Master Boney still is Master Boney still on this roster today? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe so. So he got uh, sent down because of. Uh, he got sent down because of. Uh, uh, who was it? The third baseman now. Right. Uh, right. Magical. Yeah. Magical. He went down. I mean, I don't know. Can we, can you, can you get by with one less arm? The, the question, yeah. no, no, no. The no. question you have to ask yourself is, is, is it, do they feel that they're going to give it to magical the shot and, and move Patrick wisdom down? That's an option as well. Um, I don't yeah, I, know. We had a guy today who said DFA wisdom, the way he's been going. I, I can't imagine they would do that, but that's just where people's heads are at on this whole thing right now. Right. But the thing is, is obviously we know that uh, Mervis has been struggling. So maybe send him down, let him clear his head, let him hit some triple A pitching. I've heard other people argue he's going to get no benefit out of that. We know he can hit triple A pitching. He has to work his way out of it. But if he's going to work his way out of it, that means he has to be in the lineup every day. And I don't think that Ross wants him in the lineup every day, to be honest with you. I think he wants to win now and doesn't have the patience to see if Mervis can dig himself out. If you remember when Anthony Rizzo first started for the Padres, that was a disaster. And he got sent down. He was called up. There was a lot of excitement, very similar to Matt Mervis. And it, it did not go well for him his first time up. Went down, worked on some things, and you know, he was eventually traded to the Cubs. We all know how that story ends. But 
you know, it, it, I just timing wise, I don't know if they're going to be willing to um, see I, next year. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think they'd be more willing to, but I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I could see that being a move. It, it would, you're, you're looking at either Mervis or wisdom. That would be your two options. Okay. What about uh, your guy, Jeremiah Estrada? We got some pitching news to get into now. Yeah, Jeremiah Estrada, he struggled with his limited opportunities. He was moved to AAA. The Cubs called up veteran lefty Anthony Kay. Now, the Cubs claimed Kay off the blue waivers from the Blue Jays over the winter. The Cubs also moved Brandon Hughes to the IL. He has had a knee injury all year. His performance has been bad, 70-24 ERA. And so he went down. Master Boney was called up again because of that injury. So Master Boney is up. He could go down again. And no, then that's, that's what I would do. Okay. Right. If you're going to tell me that Master Boney's going to be hanging around, then I'll take, I'll take Matt Mervis, <laughs> you know, five times on Sunday and every other day, the rest of the week. And Mastacholi can go down to AAA. Right. And, and so, so that is, that was all the latest moves now. And then, uh, Brad Boxberger faced hitters in a live BP session on Monday. So just waiting to see if that guy can come back and come back like normal, you know? All right, Crowley, we'll keep our eyes on all the transactions. The next thing up for the Cubs are the Orioles who are playing really nice baseball. Yeah. Last season, the Orioles had a breakout year going 83 and 79, which was good for fourth in the very tough AL East. That was our 31 game turnaround, Dustin, from the previous season. Now, Orioles fans were excited to take the next step in putting a contending team on the field, but it was a disappointing offseason. Baltimore's opening day payroll of $63 million is exactly the same it was where the, where the club ended in 2022. So they were hoping that they would somehow be involved in a big free agent splash. Didn't happen, but guess what, Dustin? It doesn't seem to matter because they're 42 and 25 in the AL East. I mean, when you think could about you imagine? The- could you imagine if the Cubs were 42 and 25 right now? Oh, we, we would be ecstatic. And so they are ahead of teams like the Yankees, the Blue Jays, Boston. So they only trail the Tampa Bay Rays. So they are, you know, who've been having one, a phenomenal season. I'm taking a look here. If the Orioles were in the AL West, they'd be tied for first with Texas. If they were in the AL Central, they would be in first place by a long shot. If they were in the NL West, they'd be in first place. And if they were in the NL East, they would be tied with Atlanta. And obviously we know what they would be in the NL Central first place by a long shot. Yep. So, I mean, they're just in a really tough division, but they are playing really, really good baseball. Excellent baseball. And they have a little uh, Cubs connection, right? Yeah, yeah, you have uh, the head coach is is a great, great guy um, who was on the 2016 teams. And, <laughs> excuse me, he, uh, he was a guy that I felt like it was really tough going over there. You know, Brandon Hyde, he was – a lot of the players loved, loved, loved him. And so, you know, glad to see he's doing as well as he is with this team. We said there weren't many additions. Right-handed pitcher Kyle Gibson, left-handed pitcher Cole Irvin, second baseman Adam Frazier, right-handed pitcher Michael Gibbons, and catcher James McCann. Uh, the Orioles lost Jordan Lyles, right-handed pitcher, Jesus Aguilar, first baseman, Brett Phillips is an outfielder. And even though this wasn't the offseason, this was a trade that happened in season. Trey Mancini was on this team. So yeah, long-time guy in Baltimore, Baltimore. Right. Long-time guy over there in Baltimore. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. So you know, we talked about how, where the um, 
Orioles are in the standings. Now we want to kind of take a look and see where the Cubs are. Uh, we still have one more game to go tonight against Pittsburgh. But as of right now, the Cubs, all the craziness, all the everything, are only four and a half games back from first place. Pittsburgh amazing. Now, Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Pittsburgh on a two-game losing streak thanks to the Cubs at 34 and 32. Milwaukee at 500. They, they are on a six-game losing streak. Cincy has gotten red hot. They've won five in a row, and they're one game below 500. And then the Cubs are seven games below 500, but 4.5 games back in the division and 5.5 in the wild card, two game winning streak. And then St. Louis, 27 and 42 on a five game losing streak, two and eight in their last 10. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Why I'm not happy. I'm not a Cardinals fan right now. All right, Crowley. So here come the Orioles. Let's get into a little bit of the pitching matchups. Yep, and we remember last time what Kyle Hendricks did on the mound. Uh, he went eight, he went seven and two thirds of no hit ball against the Giants. He finished the eight innings, gave up one hit, three strikeouts. Uh, before that, he had a shaky game against San Diego. Bad umpire, I thought, and, and it was a really weird game. He went six innings pitch, gave up six hits and four earned runs. And then against a very good Tampa Bay team, he went five innings pitch, gave up six hits but only one earned run. So um, excited to see what, how the professor fo uh, follows that up. They are going to be facing lefty Cole Irvin in his last start against Kansas city, which I don't think is fair. Cause that team is awful. 5.1 innings pitch, six hits, one earned run. Um, he has been, when we talk about Cole, he has been a guy that's kind of been up and down. So uh, he, he was optioned, he went to the minor leagues April 14th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And then he was later on recalled. He's been kind of up and down, one of those guys. So his last game, he did not start. Uh, he only went, that was against Toronto. He only went .1 innings. And then the, uh, before that, he faced Oakland. So not a lot to kind of really glean from the information. He's, he's, he's really not, he's only started four games total. So in the season and he hasn't thrown the most he's thrown so far was that last start against KFC 5.1 innings pitch before that. Most of them have been just four innings stints. So this is a guy that the Cubs should be able to get to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I am uh, definitely uh, feeling good about game one against the Orioles. Yeah. Now, Game two, Dustin, we have no idea. That is undecided. The infamous TBD will be uh, right now under consideration, but I don't know. Who do you, who do you think is going to be starting that one? Well, so the speculation is right. It is, is Justin Steele is eligible, I believe, right? We haven't heard much on where he's at right this second. Um, would we have Assad potentially start that game? He's still up with the big league, with the big league club, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so that he, you know, or, or would it be, you know, some type of an opener, right. 
Um, I don't know that there's anybody. I don't think you'd go with, um, gosh, who's some of the minor league guys? Caleb Killian would be. I don't. Caleb, I, Killian, yeah, Caleb Killian I don't, would be one. I don't know about Caleb Killian. If you're not going to go, like to me, I think it makes all the sense in a world for Assad to throw, and that could also answer the question why we saw Mark Leiter when we did see Mark Leiter the other night. Yeah, so the question that we, you know, you kind of take a look at is that I know that Steele was supposed to throw on Tuesday, but if you remember, that was a really miserable rainy day and he didn't get his bullpen in. So I, I, I'm not sure exactly what to expect. Um, you know, and like you said, Assad's a possibility. What about the idea some people have kind of kicked around about maybe giving Ben Brown a spot start? He's been on the podcast. He's been, he was phenomenal. Uh, with Tennessee, he then moved up into Iowa, where he continued playing very well. So you don't know that it is. It, I'm it, not. A, I'm not against that idea. I guess my point is just if you have Assad up here, if if he's not ready to start, then what's he doing up here, right? Like what, right. what's the what's what's the point? Um, I, I'd like to. I, I'm just say I would. I would like to see. Assad. That, that's that's my answer to to this this puzzle. Um, and you know, if it's not working out, then maybe you go to Julian Mayweather early, right? See if he can get you a couple innings, and, and then you could piece it together that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough, and and this is where that injury you know play, plays a tough role because you got to make a call, and if he's not ready, you're not going to risk the health of Justin Steele. So no, somebody's no, going to have no, to no, step no. up and whoever it is, I don't know. We do know that the uh, Orioles should be going with Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson's had a great year so far. He has eight, he's an eight and three record with a three ninety ERA last game against KC 6.1, seven hits, three earned runs against Milwaukee. He went five innings, five hits, two earned runs. And against Cleveland, he went 5.2 innings, gave up seven hits, three runs. The guy gives up, a lot of hits, but it just doesn't seem like opponents are scoring. He's able to kind of buckle down when it needs to be. Yeah. So, he looks really good on paper. I'm not going to tell you that I saw him pitch, um, but his stats look, uh, his stats look pretty convincing. Yeah. And so th that's the tough thing when you have this, you know, facing all 30 teams is, you know, you don't, you don't know a lot of these guys, you know, the Cubs did well against someone they never saw before last night. You just got to sit there, try to figure out there's so much tape on these guys, let them, see what happens. So hopefully they'll do okay. Now game number three is going to be an early game for the Cubs um, right away. First game. I think it's one of those. What is that? Who's got that now? Is that a Apple TV game? Who does those early games? Peacock. Do you remember which, which streaming outlet does those early games on Sunday? They, they're, they're, there's a lot of, <laughs> unfortunately there's so many different ways that these games are. Uh, you're talking about the one Oh five start on Sunday. Oh, I thought it was a twelve. I thought it was a twelve oh five central start. On, I thought well, it, it could was a be. You're, you're, I think it is twelve oh five because I'm on I'm on Eastern time right, right. now. So that it's an hour. Cool. It's an hour earlier because of that. Um, right. I was hoping and speculating that they might push Jamison Tyone back one more day to pitch against the Pirates again, being in his old home ballpark. But right now, Jamison Tyone is starting. Um, so I'm assuming that that's what they're going to do, but. Uh, Let's see if they make the old uh, switcheroo. And don't forget, if you can't find it on TV, you can always listen to Pat and Ron on 670 The Score along with our guy, Zach Zayden. Absolutely. 
And so, you know, we saw what he did against Pittsburgh. He went six innings pitch, gave up six hits, three earned runs against the Angels. That was 5.1 innings pitch, five hits, four earned runs and four walks, just too much. But he got his first win against San Diego on the second. That was 5.23 hits, one earned run. So he has two wins in his last three starts after being hitless, you know, his previous starts. So that was, you know, through the month of April and, and March, you know, April and May, he was hit, he was winless. He's got two in the first out of the three starts in June. So let's hope June Tyone keeps going. June Tyone. I like it. He's going <laughs> to face a guy who's got, again, pretty good numbers. Uh, Dean Kremer, seven and three, 4.74 ERA overall. Yep, and with Dean, he, the last start, it was against Toronto. He went six innings pitch, gave eight hits, two earned runs. Struggled against Milwaukee, got the loss. He went five innings, nine hits, six earned runs. And against San Francisco, he got the win. Six innings pitch, five hits, two earned runs. So another guy who's had two wins in his last three starts. But again, seven wins total. So this is a good, good Baltimore team. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a good challenge. And, Hopefully the Cubs kind of keep building on their confidence right now and are able to kind of, you know, take that into the series. Yeah. Let's talk a little uh, hot and not Crowley as the uh, Orioles are set to come into Wrigley field on Friday. You said say a Suzuki better be hot. He is still hot. He is six for his last 11 with two RBIs and three walks, no strikeouts. That is a slash line of 545, 643, 727. I will take that. And you talked about the Palatine Pounder, Mike Talkman, seven for his last 21, two doubles, two RBIs. He's got a couple walks for a 331, 391, 429 slash line. As far as the knots, uh, we're looking at uh, Trey Mancini. He doesn't have a lot of at bats, eight at bats, but he doesn't have, uh, he only has, he doesn't have any hits, or I'm sorry, he has one hit in his last eight at bats. And so his slash line's not looking great, 125, 125, 125. And then we talked about Matt Mervis. He has had a lot of at-bats, 16 at-bats, but only two hits. And one home run, two RBIs, five strikeouts to one case. That's a 125, 222, 313. You just get nervous how much he might be looking over his shoulder with Cody Bellinger kind of lurking in the weeds, getting ready to come back. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, so we know who's uh, hot for the Cubs. Uh, we know who's not hot for the Cubs. Ian Happ, I could argue with you a little bit there, Crowley. I think he's getting on base, he's doing good enough. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. How about the Orioles? Who do we got to watch out for? Uh, with the Orioles, you got to have to take a look at Gunnar Henderson. In his last 22 at-bats, he has 11 hits, three home runs, eight RBIs. So watch out for Gunnar Henderson. The guy is slashing 500, 500, slugging 955. So a lot of red lights blinking on that one. Uh, Pretty Ryan good. <laughs> yeah, right? Ryan O'Hearn in his last 14 at-bats, seven hits, two home runs, four RBIs. So that's another guy batting 500. On base 563, slugging 1,000. Now, as far as the knots are concerned, uh, you could take a look at second baseman Adam Frazier. He's four for his last 16, but he does have two home runs and five RBIs, so he's batting 250, 333, 625. But their catching situation is an absolute mess. Their everyday starting catcher, Adley Rushman, has three hits in his last 17 at-bats, no home runs, no RBIs. So he's slashing 176, 222, and 294. 
All right, Crowley, let's go with some predictions. Uh, this is a very good team, but the Cubs are also playing uh, very good. A little nervous that we don't know who's starting on Saturday, so you got to put that into effect when we make your predictions. I I'll go first this time. I think you went first last time. I'm going to say the uh, Cubs definitely get one, but don't be shocked if two out of three. I think the sweep is out of the question. I, I, I mean, I don't like the matchups. I, I mean, I like the game one matchup. The the game three one not so much, and the game two is undecided. We don't so know. I'm going <laughs> to go right, with man. I'm going to go with the Cubs taking one of three. That would be my prediction. All right, so we are on the same page there. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook and. 670 the score facebook instagram email us fly the w670 gmail.com and you can watch us on youtube by subscribing to the 670 the score youtube channel crowley enjoy the rest of your time down in myrtle beach and i know you'll be very active on social media for our listeners and watchers to follow you it's absolutely been a blast down here and i and it looks like it's been a blast up in chicago hey let's go birds and let's go cubs Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.